Zephaniah 2, 8 through 15. I have heard the taunts of Moab and the revelings of the Ammonites and how they taunted my people and made boast against their territory. Therefore, as I live, declares the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Moab shall become like Sodom and the Ammonites like Gomorrah, a land passed by nettles and salt pits and a waste forever. The remnant of my people shall plunder them and the survivors of my nation shall possess them. This shall be their lot in return for their pride because they taunted and boasted against the people of the Lord of hosts. The Lord will be awesome against them for he will famish all the gods of the earth and to him shall bow down each in its place, all the lands of the nations. You also, O Cushites, shall be slain by my sword and he will stretch out his hand against the north and destroy Assyria. He will make Nineveh's desolation a dry waste like the desert. Herds shall lie down in her midst, all kinds of beasts, even the owl and the hedgehog shall lodge in her capitals. A voice shall hoot in the window. Devastation will be on the threshold, for her cedar will be laid bare. This is the exultant city that lives securely, that said in her heart, I am, and there is no one else. What a desolation she has become, a lair for wild beasts. Everyone who passes by her hisses and shakes his fist. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Man, Will, what an incredible uh, end to the second half of Zephaniah 2. Absolutely. The The first chapter is the judgment that God's going to pour out on Israel, both then and then later. Um, and then the day of the Lord, which is the, the scene in Revelation, the second coming, um, when all the earth gets judged. Mm-hmm. And if you just stopped reading in Zephaniah 1, you would see, boy, Israel's in big trouble. Yeah. But Zephaniah 2 is this call to mm. repent before God's judgment comes. Yeah. And that's that to me is so refreshing. Yeah, there's this promise of a people who will be hidden in God's righteousness and, and um, hidden like treasure from this wrath. And, and then this passage talks about how then those people will will actually possess the earth. And, you know, it makes me think of the Beatitudes, like, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And that's really what is in, in motion through this poetry. And, you know, kind of working backwards through the passage, it's helpful clarity at the end in verse 15. There's all this, you know, epic desolation and destruction that's yep. detailed. And then Zephaniah lands it in verse 15 on, you know, who is this towards? This is the exultant city that lived securely, that said in her heart, I am, and there is no one else. And I, I find that that phrase, I am, and there's no one else. That is so striking because like that is humanism. And you, you know, like I think therefore I am and, and like self-determination and, oh, yeah. Yeah. um, you know, just like all these sort of modern philosophical yeah, this, principles that we talked actualization. about. Yeah. Yeah. Do, self-actualization. Do anything I put my mind to. Exactly. And, um, it, it, it's just so interesting that, you know, once again, in, in chapter one, the Lord has this really just freakishly stirring um, warning towards those who are complacent. He says he's going to hunt the city with lanterns looking for the men who are complacent, who said the Lord will do, he will not do good, nor will he do ill. And so uh, it's interesting because, you know, as as 
prophetic and, and sort of confusing as Zephaniah can be talking about the day of the Lord, these people groups that keep getting pulled out of the passage, we we see it in our own hearts and in the world and cultures around us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was, uh, I, I looked up the word here where it says the Lord will be awesome mm. against them. Uh, the, the pride, you know, I think you can boil every sin down to pride. Yeah. And you'll and, be like God in, in John in first John, John talks about the, the pride of life, the pride of the flesh, the pride of the eyes. Like yeah. he, he kind of puts it into three categories of pride. Yeah. Um, but that's what's happening here. Mm-hmm. The people are self-made self-actual actualized. They believe that they have scraped and clawed their way to the top. Mm-hmm. God had nothing to do with it, and they're in charge of their own lives. You know, the they're captains of their own ship. And it says that for those in that mindset that ignore the Lord, that put all their trust in themselves and their ability, that he will be awesome against them. And mm-hmm. the word is used, that word awesome, you know, <clears throat> I don't know if you think of like, man, I've read that 315 times in my Bible, but <laughs> that word in Hebrew is used 315 times. <laughs> yeah. And so we don't always see it as the word awesome. Yeah. But sometimes we see the word fear or the word terrible. Mm. And when God shows up after uh after getting people's attention, after giving people opportunities to repent, after um a- after showing himself mm-hmm. and the heart still remains hard time and time and time again. When he shows up to enact his judgment and to establish his throne and his people and his purpose, mm-hmm. it will it will be something more powerful and scary and amazing than we can imagine when he shows up, uh, because he's crushing pride. Yeah, that that's like such an important concept. Is like, and, and we've talked about this already in this book, but God is a God of love. And he is a God of fury. And that's not, you know, two they're different. Not a, they're not opposed. Yeah, no. God God is love and therefore he's very angry because he loves righteousness. He loves humility. He loves human flourishing. And he is furious at how we have taken that and perverted it and distorted it yeah. as a collective humanity. You know, when you, when you read um, uh, Tozer or... G.I. Packer, when you read them and they talk about the attributes of the Lord, one of the fascinating things that when you study the attributes of God is that he's always, he's always yeah. just, mm-hmm. and he's always scary. Mm-hmm. He's simultaneously always loving and always the God who goes to the cross. Yeah. And you and I, we like fluctuate. Yeah. We're, we're like never always. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, we're so inconsistent. Like we're happy or we're not happy. Mm-hmm. We're sad or we're not sad. We can't be both, both things at the same time. We're just mm-hmm. not that consistent. Mm-hmm. And so what we don't get is a God who flip flops. Yeah. We get the Lord who is always just and always merciful. And what we see here is, he is being just where he needs to be just by by crushing pride, mm-hmm. and he is being merciful where he needs to be merciful by lifting up yeah. the meek and those who have sought him versus those who have sought themselves 
and their place in this world. Yeah, and that, you know, that's literally his name. You know, I am that I am. Like, he is the existing one. And yeah. I, I, I think, you know, just on a really practical level, this passage, it, it gives a call to repent uh, of the sin and pride in That's our right. own hearts. It gives a call to exalt God as, as holy so that, you know, every knee will bow. Some will bow willingly and some will bow in, in fear and shame. And so to to exalt God with a joyful, grateful heart and to be in that remnant. And then to trust that he will bring justice. He will make all things new and, and wait for him. That's right. And I think verse 10 summarizes what you said really well. Um, we're told that this shall be their lot in return for their pride. Mm. And likewise, there is a lot that will be returned for those whose trust is in the Lord. Yeah. And so maybe our call today and encouragement would be if your trust is in the Lord and your circumstances don't seem to match that, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're getting a little discouraged, take heart. Mm-hmm. The Lord sees you and he honors that. Yeah. He honors those whose trust is in him. Yeah. If your trust is in yourself, then take warning. Mm-hmm. The judgment of the Lord does come on that mm-hmm. because it's not good and it's not best when our trust is in ourselves. Yeah. We're so fickle. Yeah. We're so frail. It's a day to repent and to say, Lord, forgive me for my, my, trust has been in myself and that's pride mm-hmm. absolutely man i think this is a such a such a powerful book sweet book um scary book <laughs> all together and i'm excited to see what happens in chapter three i know and i think so much of this reading today can just be summarized with again that great beatitude blessed are the meek that's for right. they shall inherit the earth man, so good well for will carlisle i'm thomas nelson thanks for listening Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.